morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the fifth day of August, 2021. My name would be Nick, and there's Big J right over there. Yeah. Happy Suicide Squad Day to you, Big J. Yeah, it is. Uh, hopefully you are uh, going to be happy with it. I can't imagine you would be disappointed, but you never know, right? I mean, your expectations are fairly high going in, I would imagine. Well, yeah. Uh, but from everything that I have seen, there's no reason to be worried. I think it's going to be knocked out of the park. But you can uh, stream it beginning today at 5 o'clock on HBO Max, our time. And then it is uh, also in movie theaters. I think the earliest screening is 7 p.m. tonight that you can go to here in the Treasure Valley before it opens up this weekend. And it will be available at that moment on HBO Max. What, are you not listening to what I say? I just like to repeat things. I'm your Ed McMahon. But you also are wrong. I just said it starts at 5 o'clock our time. 5 o'clock? Yeah, 7 p.m. Eastern is when it starts streaming. So it's 5 o'clock our time that you can watch it on ESP, on uh, HBO Max. And then 7 o'clock is the first time that I have seen as I've looked around for the early screenings here in the Treasure Valley. So that is when you have access to it. I didn't know it was 5 o'clock either until I saw it yesterday when I was jumping on HBO Max or something. And I was like, oh, it's available at 5. Okay. You'll see it before me. That's cool. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you're doing. And also, I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked if there was a little bit of issues today, right at 5 o'clock, to jump on there and grab it. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. I feel like there may be an influx of people, and maybe, you know, HBO Max has had some issues before when everybody tries to log on at the same time and watch something. Granted, it was early on in the app's history, but I still wouldn't be shocked if a bunch of people tried to access this thing at 5 o'clock and it was a little bit of a problem doing so. Either way, uh, that is something you can look forward to today, and later on tonight anyway. Today, you can look forward to Big J giving you a nerd alert. We also have an opportunity for you to go to Primus. That show is just a couple days away at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. We're going to hook you up with some Between the Buried and Me tickets today over the course of the show. You're going to have some fun, some excitement, and some music. That is what we promise you on this Thursday morning. We'll get started with some Everlast, what it's like kicking off the old morning after here on the X Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, well, good news, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or have a conversation with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Hey, uh, listen, man, uh, Boise State's football program's going through it already so far. Uh, they have had to close their football practices to guests and members of the media for the rest of the week because a couple of COVID-19 positive cases on the team. And the athletic department says that they are closing the practices on an abundance of caution. And they have a couple of positive cases with the COVID-19 Boise State Athletic Program. So the department is taking the precautionary step of closing the Guinea practices to guests and media at this time. They had a press conference scheduled Yesterday, that has been postponed. Uh, the week, the Friday practice was going to be open with a bunch of players' access to the media. That has been closed off as well. So, as usual, Boise State doesn't really give you any information as to how many or who or any of that stuff. They don't never do will. It. Yeah. And so, we don't know how spread out it was. If you remember last season, like, <laughs> I mean, they canceled the game like six hours before it was supposed to happen. Because there were so many people not doing well with COVID on the Boise State Broncos program. But they never let anybody know who it was. And they had quarterback issues last year, too. 
they never let anybody know when they were sick. So this is nothing new, even though it's a new, you know, staff. They're still going to keep everything pretty much under wraps over there. And uh, you're going to kind of get it at the uh, the information fed to you how they want it fed to you. And basically, we don't know how many people and athletes have it. We just know that they're having some issues with COVID-19 currently with the Boise State football program. So there's that. Speaking of football, Big J, the NFL will be kicking off its preseason tonight. Cowboys-Steelers Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio. The game is being played as part of the, as part of the uh, enshrinement weekend with both the 2021 and 2020 classes to be enshrined in Canton. Two years of classes are happening because it was postponed last year because of the pandemic. Also, the game was. So you've got football on your TV tonight, dude. Nice. Although, uh, if you look at the list of players that aren't making the trip to Canton this weekend for both teams, you would be probably not surprised to learn that uh, almost every starter is not going to be playing tonight. So you're getting really, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth team players going on. But, hey, it's football, right? Yeah. And, hey, we never even talked about this, but the Cowboys being uh, part of HBO's uh, uh, – now I can't remember the name of the program – the foe of the team in the offseason or in the preseason. Come on, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but what did you want to bring it up for? Well, because the Cowboys are the... Yeah, but we talked about that already. When it happened, when they announced it. Have you been watching it? No, is it, has it started? No. No, it sure has. Well, I've been watching it. Good. Good. Wait, what's it called? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you mean the HBO behind the, the series thing? I can't remember the name of it either. <laughs> but see, this is why we don't talk about things you don't remember. Damn it. The U.S. is in first place with 84 medals, followed by China with 71 and Russia with 53 at the Olympics, if you are paying attention to that kind of stuff. And it looks like we are going to have Louis C.K. on tour again. What a treat. According to Deadline, the comedian whose career took a nosedive a little bit after some sexual misconduct allegations in 2017 is going to start his tour in New York and wrap it up in Boston. So, basically, he's uh, he is jumping around, though. I mean, as close as he gets to here is Spokane, but he's not messing around. A European tour will follow as well, so here comes his comeback tour. What's it called? Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. There you go. I haven't watched Hard Knocks in probably five years. Oh, really? Yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, the last one I watched was Miami when uh, well, they had a couple a of Broncos ago. involved in it. And I, I just, it's it just, uh, I don't know what it was. It, it kind of lost its uh, luster for me. Because uh, it just uh, it feels like it's fairly watered down and it's not the same kind of stuff it was early on. Like they, they really seem to take a step back after the Jets one with Rex Ryan where it was profanity laced and it seemed like it was a real look. And then they were like, maybe it's too real. And then I feel like it just got sanitized. And then it's the same teams over and over and over again. And plus, I want nothing to do with Mike McCarthy. So he can yeah, stay off my you TV. get plenty of Kellen Moore. Uh, do you? Probably. Well, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. I don't think. Uh, still, uh, as much as I enjoy Kellen Moore and wish him the best, I uh, uh, my dislike for Mike McCarthy will keep me away. The best in tech and gaming. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3. The X rocks. Hey, there is. Uh, there's more than two consoles out there these days uh, in the gaming world, and Nintendo Switch is one of them. Nick, uh, they recently revealed here that they've shipped more than 89 million units, helping it pass both. Xbox 360 and PS3 to become the seventh biggest game console of all time. And now announced as part of Nintendo's most recent financial result, 
The Switch now stands at 89.04 million units shipped, and it puts it on track to outsell the incredibly successful Nintendo Wii, which sold 101.63 million units. It's amazing what happens when actual units are available to purchase. Yeah, units, exactly. Uh, And uh, that would make it Nintendo's biggest selling console, by the way. Nintendo expects to sell 20.5 million more consoles in the current financial year, which ends March of 2022, uh, which would help, help it comfortably beat the Wii's record. Now, when it ended production, Xbox 360 had sold 86 million units, while PS3 <clears throat> reached 87.4 million. Now, Nintendo's ultimate goal will be to beat all of the the all-time record holder, which is the PS2. Uh, but there's a ways to go there, as Sony's uh, PS2 sold 155 million units. That's a lot. Boy, I would have thought like uh, you know, like the original NES or the Super Nintendo would be the biggest one for Nintendo because it seemed like everybody had that back in the day. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, it's not not the case, and, and Sony is, you know, they're, they're all trying, but uh, maybe uh, making some more available would would help uh, some people, anyways. Yeah. Let's put it that well, way. listen, n- none of these companies are <clears throat> struggling, first of all. So right, they're all doing just fine. Now I know you were excited about this, and and so was I about the upcoming NCAA football game, Nick. Yep. EA has said that it will be able to add real-world college athlete likeness to its upcoming football game very seamlessly thanks to a database structure of the game's technical architecture. So with the Supreme Court's ruling that student-athletes can now profit off their name, image, and likeness, the doors have been opened for companies like EA to potentially return to using real-world athletes in sports games. To this point, EA's response has been measured, saying that it is watching for developments and plans to explore the possibility of implementing real-world athletes into their games. So uh, they're building architecture of the game with database structure in which it will uh, come online if we can add it to the game seamlessly. That's their plan anyways. Well, you know as well as I do that even if EA can't do it or can't do it all, there's some person out there that can, and you just download the roster and you'll be just fine. Uh, Exactly. And uh, for now, don't expect any new developments anytime soon. EA announced it's returning to college football games way back in February, despite the lack of student-athletes likeness. It's going to take a little bit, a couple years probably, before that game gets unveiled. Yeah, unfortunately. Disney unveiled prices for its upcoming Star Wars hotel experience, Nick. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And, oh man, you better be rich. Uh, The two-night immersive adventure, I mean, this sounds really cool, okay? The two-night immersive adventure promises a journey into a personalized Star Wars experience (laughs) where guests will board a launch pod and stay on the, uh, the Halicon Star Cruiser. The full itinerary includes character interactions, lightsaber battles, exploration of the ship and spaces in the Star Wars world, and dining with entertainment. It also includes unexpected story moments that aren't planned, which may whisk guests to help resistance stowaways or broker heist deals. Sounds super fun, except you're probably going to want to start saving up money right now. Uh, take a gander at what a two-person getaway uh, full full inclusion will cost, Nick. Uh, what? You said take a gander. Yeah, that means take you're a gonna guess. T- oh, guess, not a gander. Uh, I will guess two adult. Well, hang on. Where is this, first of all? Oh, uh, that part uh, I, I don't. I think it's I think it's in uh, Disney Disneyland in California. This doesn't include getting there. Uh, correct. I, I figured that as much, but I just I didn't know if this is a completely separate thing that there, or it's building onto the current park that they've already have, or if it's a separate entity altogether. It's a separate entity. Okay, altogether. so I'll say mm, seven hundred dollars. <laughs> 
no, 700 bucks. That's cheap, dude. That's uh, that's a hotel uh, practically for going to Disneyland. Uh, no, $4,809 for two people. For one night? For two nights. You're yeah. out of your damn mind. I'm not out of my mind. Disney is. Uh, and for three guests, which specifically includes two guests and one child. Right, which is what you should be doing this to for. $5,229. Go to hell. <laughs> so, Who's got that kind of, I mean, that's I, for a weekend? Yeah. No, 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 no. Those are weeknights, bro. Oh, my God. So, uh, if you want to be part of the Star Wars universe, it's going to cost you a pretty, pretty penny. Listen, ain't nothing that cool. No offense. But, uh, I, I mean, I can't even imagine something, what they would have to do to make it worth that much money. For you. I mean, for anybody. Well, I mean, there's, l- listen, there's going to be plenty of people uh, who are going to do this. Oh, there's thing. no doubt about it. I'm just saying it's a, it's a crazy amount of money. That is, a, that is a crazy amount of money. No doubt about it. Is that your Nerd Alert? That's the Nerd Alert. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. Some important stuff. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Depression, anxiety, these feelings are real, Big J. Yeah. And they are happening. But according to a new survey from the University of Chicago... The closer you live to a fairly big city, the lower your risk of any kind of depression or anxiety. Basically, if you live in a smaller U.S. city, you've got some issues because there's not a lot going on sometimes. And that can lead to not a lot distracting you from happening what's going on in your head. Big urban hubs generally had lower rates of depression among residents, according to the survey. Researchers believe this is because of the varied social interactions that residents have. And a chance to bump into more people, etc., etc. According to the study leader, the smaller the city is, the harder it is to interact with people. You have to make more of an effort, and therefore it makes it more difficult for you to get out of the funk that you are in. And he says he wants to study next how depression prevalence varies among city neighborhoods. He says usually uh, it doesn't have to be too big of a city. He says just the biggest city in the state usually, the closer you are to it, the better you are. Uh, about 15 minutes away to 20 minutes, he says, is the kind of outlier, which, or I guess the border of happiness slash depression. So if you're 20 minutes away from Boise, I guess, from your vehicle, it's a little bit easier for you to be depressed. I'll say you, Big J. Uh, yeah, I don't, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. How come? I'm pretty, uh, I got plenty of anxiety and depression myself. I live, you know, that radius from a big city. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's not a 100% certainty. Just saying that I think it does make sense, however, that you having more chances of distraction and things to do and interactions would probably lead to distracting you from your inner thoughts. So that kind of thing makes sense. And, you know, I don't think you can argue that there's more to do in a larger city than there is to do in a small town. And so I think the logic is there. Whether or not that time limit is something that is uh, making sense is a whole other thing altogether, but I didn't do the study. So uh, if you want a little bit of a release from it, maybe making a trip into a city and having some interactions is the way to go. Got your preseason game kicking off tonight for the NFL. The Hall of Fame game is happening between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do not be surprised if you don't see a bunch of names that you recognize. 
on the field tonight. A uh, Pretty much everybody that you know from the Dallas Cowboys isn't making the trip to Canton, Ohio. I haven't seen the Pittsburgh Steelers list, but I do know they don't expect their first team to play. So you're going to get a bunch of backups. That's always the case with the Hall of Fame game, though. Yeah. Uh, that really isn't anything new. It's just, a, you know, it's an actual team's loading up and playing football with logos that you recognize, which it signifies the beginning of the football preseason. Senator Roger Marshall is from Kansas, Big J, and he is upset. He has asked the Justice Department to investigate why Texas and Oklahoma wants to move from the Big 12 to the SEC. He sent a letter to the Attorney General and said that he was asking the Department of Justice to investigate specifically ESPN's role in the potential destruction of the Big 12 Conference. But, uh, you know, it's not like it's a secret why Texas and Oklahoma are moving to the SEC. It's money. I don't think ESPN has anything to do with it because ESPN has got a, you know, stake in the Big 12 network and all that kind of stuff, too. They Yes, they have the SEC network as well, but they get these games no matter what. I think it has way more but to do with the schools wanting more money and less to do with the networks wanting more money, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. ESPN's not going to score from the fallout. But, you know, these teams have to pay a ridiculous amount of money to leave the SEC, to leave the Big 12, to join the SEC. But there's money on the other side, and that's what all collegiate sports is about. It ain't about competition. It ain't about, you know, making sure these kids get a lot of interaction with other kids. It's about these schools making money. Always has been, always will be. And schools that have a chance to make more will forever tell whatever conference they're in to pound sand if they have the opportunity to do so. So I'd be shocked if the Department of Justice looks this up. It's really not that complicated of a case, but uh, Roger Marshall of Kansas is upset, Big J. So make sure he's all right, will you? All right. Deadline reports that Jeopardy is getting close to making a decision as to who their next host will be, and that answer is Mike Richards, Big J. The executive producer of the show Jeopardy is apparently finalizing a deal to be the permanent host for Jeopardy to replace Alex Trebek. Sources tell the outlet that he was quietly appointed as the host a couple of weeks ago, and now the deal is entering final negotiations, so it's a guy you've never heard of. Despite of all the celebrity guests and all that kind of stuff, it was uh, always going to be the executive producer. Not the first time they've done this, uh, not certainly with Jeopardy, but uh, executive producers have taken over hosting a bunch. Uh, Merv Griffin hosted a couple of shows. He's famous for creating and executive producing pretty much every game show you've ever heard of. Yeah. So there's that. But I still think it's, I'm not sure if it's the right move for Jeopardy. I feel like it's smart for them to continue to do the guest hosting. Because one, it's a different kind of face. It keeps them in the news. It keeps them fresh and all that kind of stuff. But they wanted a permanent replacement. So Mike Richards, whoever that is, is going to be the permanent replacement for Alex Trebek. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Charlotte, North Carolina is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. It is a story that begins with a tragedy and doesn't get much better from there, Big J. Oh, boy. Let's start at the very beginning. Uh, I know that it's been a long time, hell, since I've lived here. In two, it's in 2007. We've talked about the city getting one of these. But how much do you know about light rail systems, my friend? Uh, not much. But do you get an idea of how they look and how they operate? Yeah. Paint a picture for the good people of the Treasure Valley. Uh, it's like a train. And it goes around your city. And you get on it. And you get off it. <laughs> well done. 
Uh, but, you know, unlike subways where these things are underground or even some sort of train systems, a lot of times with light rails, while they can go above some traffic situations and, you know, around some traffic situations, a lot of the time they are just at street level, you understand? Yeah. And they're traveling along uh, a lot of the times the same streets that cars and vehicles are traveling on and pedestrians are walking on. And so one of the things, uh, one of the several things that happens when your city gets a light rail is there are accidents involving light rails. You understand? Because sure. it takes a long time for light rails, which one of the, pro- the the benefits of going on a light rail is there's not a lot of starting and stopping with the exception of picking people up and dropping them off at particular stations. But you're able to avoid a lot of street lights and that kind of stuff. And it takes a while for light rails to slow down, Big J. In fact, it's about 600 feet. That's the uh, length of about two football fields for a, uh, a light rail to slow down to a complete stop from going its normal speed. So it takes a while, is my point. Which means it's not exactly surprising that last week a 31-year-old man was walking around downtown Charlotte and was a little bit inebriated, Big J, when he was struck and killed oh. by a light rail. This happens a lot, unfortunately. Uh, that's one of the downsides of having a light rail is it's not exactly pedestrian friendly. If you're walking in an area that isn't well marked or whatever, you can't always hear light rails either. And that's what happened to uh, 31-year-old Balthazar Us, who was walking around uh, downtown Charlotte, had a little bit too much to drink, and then boom, got tagged and killed by a cat's light rail last week. Terrible. It is not good. And so, you know, when things like this happen, a tragedy, of course. Uh, you have seen this stuff on the side of the road. Memorials are put up. Family members go by to remember the person that they loved in the place where they met their untimely end, right? Right. And so on Tuesday, that is what uh, Balthazar's family was doing, Big J. They were kind of celebrating the life of their husband, their brother, their son, their uncle, all that kind of stuff. There was about 30 people that had uh, showed up to the place where he was struck and paid their last respects to Balthazar Us. Uh, Unfortunately, Big J, Balthazar's brother, Pablo and Jose, both decided that the way they were going to celebrate Big J was by having a couple of drinks. Oh, God, no, On the site of their brother's passing. No! And so they started to get inebriated. Can you tell where the story's going to go? Yeah, this is a downer, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Both of them got pretty hammered and decided to stay after the memorial and kind of hang out where their brother was killed. And sure enough, Big J, around 10 o'clock at night, around comes a light rail train and tags both of them and kills them as well. So now we have three people from the same family struck and killed while inebriated by a light rail at the same location in downtown Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, The police figured it out pretty quick that alcohol impairment is suspected to be a contributing factor for all three of the deaths that were involved. And so they remind people that, listen, uh, this, this light rail is nothing to mess around with. They're loud, but they're not that loud. They can kind of sneak up on you. Can't always hear a train until it's right up on you. And while this particular area is fairly well marked, there is no protection from the light rail to pedestrians. You understand? Like there is a little bit of a thing that comes down for cars when it's passing this area, but you can walk right around any train crossing if you want to. Yeah. As a pedestrian, and that's exactly what was happening here. And they were just kind of hanging out by the light rail train tracks and ended up getting tagged themselves. Uh, if you're wondering if it's a problem in this area, Big J, you'd be right. This is the eighth time somebody has died at this particular area 
since Charlotte opened up their light rail back in Wait, 2013. How many? Eight people. Oh boy. Yeah. That's what, nobody talks about this stuff with light rails, but they are fairly dangerous to people that don't know what they are or how fast they go or how long it takes for them to slow down or don't worry, they'll see me and they'll get out of the way. Nope, light rails won't, guys. And so uh, that's how long it happens. And so, uh, of course, listen, you know, eight, but don't forget that three have happened in the last week, too. Uh, and so it's been a pretty long stretch before there was another incident in this place. And it usually happens when they're first there. So... Once again, a reminder, head on a swivel, everybody, and stay off of train tracks when you're partying. Not a great place to be in case things go sour, because usually uh, when it's a pedestrian V train, a train is undefeated. Yep. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. Monster Magnet. That is Space Lord. Here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. A cinematic song, Big J, a movie that has been featured in several, or a song that's been featured in several movies. No doubt about it, a topic that we like to discuss from time to time, and I'm going to put you on the spot, but I'm guessing because you're a movie fan, this should be something that you're able to take care of pretty easily. I know you don't like everything they've ever done, but I would think that you would say that the good far outweighs the bad when it comes to the Coen brothers. So uh, what about the top three Big J Coen brothers movies that they've put out? Uh, let's see. Raising Arizona. Okay. The Big Lebowski. Okay. And probably... Oh, brother, we're out there. No. We're out, aren't thou? Very good. That's hard uh, hard to dispute any of those. I mean, listen, and if you've got Fargo mixed in there. You've got No Country for Old Men, the one they won the Oscar for mixed in there. Serious Man, they, uh, they did a great version of True Grit with, uh, yeah. with uh, you know, Jeff Bridges as well. That is fantastic, too. And uh, they've got about 15 movies that they've put out. And they've got some good ones, but they may be done, Big J. Uh, making movies, at least if you believe a recent uh, article that came out. Not necessarily, you know, completely done with the business, but it looks like Ethan Cohen, one of them, has decided that, you know what, I- I'm done making movies. He has been focusing a lot on live theater over the last couple of years. You know, they haven't done anything since The Ballad of Buster Scruggs together for Netflix, and that was back in 2018. And so, uh, in that particular time, he was focusing on uh, uh, some live stuff that he was putting together, and Joel Cohen, who is married to Frances McDormand has been doing stuff with her. He's got a movie coming out uh, that is basically a modern telling of Macbeth with Frances McDormand and Denzel Washington in the roles that he's been working on and they've worked separately before so this isn't the first time that they've done different things just not together but uh, if you believe the reports Ethan Cohen's going to retire from filmmaking so we could actually be living in a cinematic landscape Big J where the Cohen brothers and Quentin Tarantino are not making movies anymore. Crazy. For whatever reason, which is which is very, very crazy. But, I mean, you want to talk about a resume that's pretty good. I mean, I know that Quentin Tarantino is an acquired taste as well. Not everybody likes all of his movies either. But, I mean, from 19, you know, you want to go from like 1994 to like 2010, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a crazier resume than the Coen brothers have put together. All of them incredibly enjoyable. All of them really, really good movies. And uh, it's sad when when something like that particularly happens, which sucks. But, uh, you know, you've got a lot of stuff to deal with. Uh, and I know you've got what you didn't like. I know you didn't like The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Did you ever get yeah. all the way through it? No. Uh, is there any other Coen brothers movie? I know you didn't like The End for No Country for Old Men. But any other movie yeah. that you had an issue with? I, well, there's a couple I haven't seen. Oh, really? Okay. I'm um, guessing Inside Llewellyn Davis you probably haven't seen, right? Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Did you see Hail Caesar? 
Yes, I enjoyed that. Okay. Did you see The Lady Killers with Tom Hanks? Uh, yes, that okay. was okay. That was okay. It was one of my favorite ones. Uh, Intolerable Cruelty, I didn't like very much either. Uh, I didn't see A Serious Man. Okay, that's great. That's a fantastic film. Uh, Intolerable Cruelty, Cruelty, haven't seen that one. Okay, either. the one with Catherine Zeta-Jones and George Clooney. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of them you have, like, have you even seen, like, the Hudsucker Proxy and Barton Fink and their early one, Blood Simple and Miller's Cross? been a really long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, if you get a chance, by the way, Blood Simple fantastic film and that's from like the 80s but that's got like Billy Bob Thornton in it it's got Bill Paxson in it uh it's really 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 good as well but it makes me sad because I do like the Coen brothers and I enjoy their approach to filmmaking and uh you know even though Joel will go on to direct some movies it's still a little bit different than uh than them working together and you know there's a lot of stories out there about how they did their stuff like they apparently have like this really really small office that they rent in uh, Los Angeles and the way they went about writing their movies is like they have their desks like together facing each other and they both like type out stuff on a typewriter and they can compare and contrast notes and put together a film it's like really it's weird. weird stuff it's weird that they do in order to make their movies as interesting and but you know what if you if you would use a adjective to describe a lot of coen brothers movies weird pops in there you know oh, what i man. mean man uh, it's a lot of weird characters in and around coen brothers movies so kind of that process makes sense either way enjoy a coen brothers movie because there may not be more of them around the corner Morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, guys out there want to be labeled as hot. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yeah. They want to be dirty hot. (laughs) And according to the internet... Ladies think the hottest men out there are those who are, quote, submissive and breedable. God, man. (laughs) Is that me? I'm not sure. But uh, apparently that's what's happening on TikTok, Instagram and Twitter. They are using that phrase to compliment men that they find attractive. And it's happening so often that men are now trying to co-op the phrase, phrase to describe themselves. So, hey, ladies, just so you know, I'm submissive and breedable. The phase originated on uh, Copypasta, and then that turned into TikTok. And so that happened way back in March. And in case, I guess, you're curious, submissive and breedable means, you know, if they're submissive, I'm pretty sure you know what that means, right? Yeah. Willing to take orders, right? That's me in a a nutshell. And breedable, (laughs) I'm not sure. I don't, yeah, I mean... That can go a couple different ways from, from, you know, dirty to what it really means. Like, give me a child. Right? I don't know. Give me a child is necessarily what breedable means. I think I think breedable means that you're bangable. You understand? Oh, okay. And, dirty. And, yeah, or, or, you know, if we were to have children, they would be handsome or attractive. You understand? Right. Not necessarily put a kid in me, Big J, but as much as it is, you know what, it, it could be something that I could see down the line. And so that is, I guess, what you're going for, guys. No, come on. Lady, well, I mean, listen, it's popular, it's trending, it's describable. People are describing themselves as these. It's trendy. Be who you are. At the very least. But yeah, we've been saying that for a long time. I'm just telling you what to aim for. Because apparently that's what's hot. 
And what do you care anyway? You're in a relationship. I don't think you want to be labeled as submissive and breedable on the internet anyway, Big J. No, but I mean I am. 100%. Which part? Uh, both? both? Yeah, both. All right. uh, we'll agree handsome. to disagree. NFL will be kicking off its preseason tonight. The Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and the Steelers is happening on Fox tonight if you want to watch the game. Of course, uh, they're going to have to enshrine two Hall of Fame classes, 2021 and 2020, because last year's uh, you know enshrinement was postponed because of the pandemic. So you've got a busy weekend happening in Canton, Ohio this weekend. That is for sure. 84 medals for the U.S., followed by China with 71, Russia with 53 in the medal count at the Olympics. China still needs the gold medal count, 32. USA second with 27. Japan is third with 21. That's going to do it for Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon this year. He needs to have surgery on his right hip, and he is done for the season. The team announced that yesterday. The 31-year-old had been on the injury list since July 6th with a hamstring strain, but also missed time with knee and groin injuries, so his body's on Operation Shutdown. And that's going to do it for his season. Not that the Angels are going anywhere anyway, but still, it is sad for them because he's a hell of a player when he's in the lineup. Big J, uh, big announcement this morning. South Park is not going anywhere. Trey Parker and Matt Stone have signed a new deal to extend South Park through season 30. And they've That's also uh, agreed to make 14 original made-for-streaming movies for Paramount+. Plus. 14? Yep, starting with two full films that will be on the streaming network before the end of the year. Finally, Basketball 2. Oh, so, no, no. These are South Park movies. Oh. And so... They will be uh, extending the brand for a fairly long time. So South Park is not going to be going anywhere. It's been pretty quiet. What do you mean? In South Park land. Well, yeah, I mean, the season wrapped up in uh, April of this year. And so they were taking some time. And I believe the new, I thought I saw that the new one is going to be starting up here soon. So they've got plenty and they've got more to come. Plus two, I mean, listen, the year is not exactly, you know, we're close to it being done. It's almost September. And so you're going to have two South Park movies before the end of the year on Paramount+. Plus. Wow. So if you're a big South Park fan, then Paramount Plus is where you need to go if you want to get your content. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Just a few short days away on the uh, 10th. That's a Tuesday, friends. So we've got a little show for you. Primus is happening out at the Fort Idaho Center Amphitheater. And we're going to get you set up with those tickets here if you can beat me, Pop Culture Smackdown. Would you like to go on Tuesday? Sure, we all would. How about you get on the phone and try to defeat Big J in the ability to do so? 208-287-1003 for these tickets. If you think you've got what it takes to beat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J, do you think somebody has what it takes? Well, yeah. I tend to agree. Hello, the X. Hey, this is Kobe. All right, Kobe, you are up first. Kobe, what former wrestler is now the highest paid actor in the world? Uh, the Rock. Right. That's correct. The Rock is correct. Big J, Billy Bob Thornton stars in this lawyer show that shares a name with a biblical character. Uh, Lucifer? Wrong. No. No. It's on is, this a new, is this a show happening right now? Uh, well, I mean... It's been on for four seasons. Oh, okay. And it, I think, you know, they're all streaming on Amazon Prime. It's not, uh, Lucifer was Fox and then now it's a Netflix show. Does the Amazon Prime thing happen much? Mm, no. What if I said, uh, Park Gordon Law is also related to it? 
No. Nothing. Well, you don't Not re- ringing a bell. You don't remember the uh, the tagline for Park Gordon Law? Park Gordon Law. Beep beep. Wrong. <laughs> uh, Cody, do you happen to know the answer? You I win. have no clue. You oh, Goliath. Goliath. Right. All right. Goliath is the correct answer. I am on delay today. <laughs> Goliath is the correct answer. Although we should talk to Park Gordon Law about changing their slogan to beep beep. Uh, hang on one second, my man. How about beep beep Goliath? <laughs> beep beep Goliath. Yeah, get out of the way, Goliath. Uh, we are going to make sure that you are all set for that Primus show, man. Hang on just one second. And uh, there's your pop culture smackdown. We will do some Red, headlines. I'm so sorry. Very disappointing, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are next on the X-Rock. Jay. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about all the time on the X. You can check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Not into it. Not cool, God. And yes, queen. Not cool, God. Some people use the phrase burn it down in a non-literal way, but others literally do it. And police in Boone County, Kentucky, say that firefighters were called to a home that caught fire early on Tuesday morning. When they arrived, there was 65-year-old Charles Mullen admitting that he started the fire by turning on the stove's gas burners and then pouring gasoline all around his house. Uh, when the uh, fire department was like, yeah, well, why, why did you, uh, why'd you do that? He said that God told him to start the fire and then to leave Kentucky as quickly as possible. The good news was no injuries were reported. Uh, of course, then Mullen was arrested on arson charges. He's still being held at the Boone County Detention Center currently. Uh, but what if he's right, Big J? Like, I mean, you know, God's got a history of fire. And so maybe, just maybe, he was like, hey, Chuck, why don't you turn this thing to the ground and get the hell out of Kentucky as quickly as possible? I mean, if you see his mugshot, Charles Mullins looks like the kind of guy that goes, yeah, I suppose he could hear God talking to him. I mean, at least he didn't tell tell him to burn other people. No, true. Yeah. Well, that's not very godly. Uh, and so that's where you would I'm probably... Sure burning down your own home is either really... Well, I mean, you know, burning bushes, burning houses, who knows? There's a connection. Not into it or yes, queen? Not into it. Not everybody enjoys the same kind of music, Big J. And an 11th grade student in Australia recently wrote a note to an unidentified musician about his playing in Sydney. Lily Plummer wrote a note and placed it on a fence in the park where a bagpiper often plays. And it read, quote, Dear Bagpiper, I understand that lockdown is hard and we all need a creative outlet. However, it's been eight straight days and I'm not sure how much more bagpiping I can take. Please consider taking a day off every now and then it would be greatly appreciated sincerely a struggling 11th grade student she also drew a picture of a bagpipe to avoid any confusion sydney is currently under lockdown at least until august 28th as residents can only leave their home for essential reasons including exercising outside which apparently is what this bagpiper was doing walking in the park and then playing bagpipes and it was getting on lily's nerves so she thought she would try to encourage them to stop did it work big j uh, I don't know, but that was a very polite request. I think so, too. Uh, and I can understand how bagpipes can get on your nerves after eight days. Uh, here's the difference in our countries, Nick. Uh, Australia, very polite. Can you imagine how that note would have went? No, I don't think there'd be America. a note. It would probably be attached to a brick, and uh, somebody would be chucking it out their window at the person. And it would lead to something awful, probably. There'd be, oh, you're not letting me have freedom for my ears. Knock it off. <laughs> Wrap it up with, yes, Queen, a monkey in Japan, Big J, 
got first crack at some peanuts and made history. Hmm? The monkey's name is Yakai. It is a female monkey at the Zoological Garden in Kushu, Japan. And she is the alpha of a troop of 677 monkeys. And when her troop let her eat the the peanuts put out by the keepers of the park first, it proved her position as head of the pack, according to the Guardian. So she has become the very first alpha female monkey observed in any kind of monkey troop or pack since animals began. And they started registering this stuff back in 1953. Wow. Uh, Yakai apparently had a fight with the uh, dude that was in charge back in April and was victorious. So that gave her alpha status among the monkeys. And now she's in charge, dude. We got our first queen monkey. Girl power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like it. Uh, good to see somebody in charge and knows what they're doing. Gets her first crack at some peanuts and then lets the rest of her, you know, troop have fun with it. But don't mess around monkeys with it. Monkeys are weird, man. How's that? I don't know. They just don't have any clothes. Uh, now listen, intelligent species. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue it'd be a lot weirder weirder if monkeys did wear clothes than <laughs> if they did. They'd be great if they because uh, I'm picturing her with clothes right now, handing out peanuts to her troop. No, no, no. She just got first crack, and then it was complete chaos. But it is nice to see that uh, that that you know uh, a lady can rule in the monkey kingdom as well. All right. Morning after with Nick and Big J. <laughs> Foo Fighters making a fire here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X Rocks. And I guess we got to start saving up some cash, huh? Yeah, well, this uh, this was maybe not even just be a mistake, but uh, some things are, are getting a little crazy out there. And, uh, you know, uh, I just asked you, Nick, about the, the most expensive beer you ever bought. And yeah. uh, generally, that those are the kind of things where you're at an event mm-hmm. where you're going to get hit with that concerts. And that's what it was. I was at a, I was at Red Rocks in Colorado, seeing Tenacious D in the Colorado Symphonic Symphony Orchestra, and then I wanted to buy uh, me and my buddy a beer, and it was thirty two dollars for two beers. So it was it was uh, sixteen bucks a piece. Yeah, this uh, this story that's a lot. Uh, this story yeah. takes us to New York's LaGuardia Airport, Nick, and a gentleman bought himself a Santa, Sam Adams beer uh, at uh, one of the one of the bars there, and. Uh, uh, the price came back twenty-seven bucks. How big was this beer? Uh, I don't know. Even if it was a, a larger version, yes, no, twenty-seven dollars is outrageous. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that you could buy you could buy a thirty-pack for that much. Yeah, and that didn't include the ten percent COVID recovery <laughs> fee, uh, according to the story. <laughs> My God! So he, uh, the traveler, tweeted out a beer price, and social media went crazy. The Port Authority of New York and New Jersey even responded and ordered an audit of the prices in the terminal, uh, which might not be necessary because the company that operates airport restaurants and bars said the beer was allegedly incorrectly priced, uh, and that price would be corrected. But uh, at the same time, how long had that been going on before somebody <laughs> right. said, oh, you know, just things are so expensive these days, I guess uh, $27 beer is what I'm getting. And that smells like BS to me, by the way. I mean, these things are all in the computer. It's he, This dude just pressed, the bartender just pressed a button. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And so that's not, it wasn't incorrectly put in there. That's how much they were charging. Yeah, well, they weren't audit us? No, it was yeah. a mistake. Yeah, well, it was a mistake. Well, I mean, yeah. Hey. Yeah, no. Hey, over here. Oh, I forgot. Yes, we're in New York. <laughs> 
It was a mistake. Fell off the back of a truck. I mean, you know, we we, we do like to complain about the price of things, no matter no matter what it is. But the the sad truth of things is, even though you know, once I paid for the beers, uh, y- you know, at sixteen dollars, it's like wow, that's the th- I think the most I've ever paid. You know, because we're used to throwing down eight, nine dollars, ten sometimes yeah. here in the Treasure Valley. You forget sometimes if you go someplace else, it can be even more expensive. Did it stop me from paying for it? No. Did I go back and get more beer? Yes. And so there's part, we always tend to forget that we have a supply and demand economy. And the second we stop agreeing to pay for the things that we feel are outrageous, that is when the price points for these things will go down. But if we continue to go here, take my money, this is crazy, and it's never going to change. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And so I can't complain about the, the fact that I spent $32 on two beers when I happily went back and did it again. That's on me. It's not on them. It's me agreeing to pay for the prices that they have set for these particular things. And so it makes me just a regular old consumer. Yeah, you didn't bury a bunch of beer inside Red Rocks. No, I didn't. Know? Well, I didn't know. Uh, first of all, there'd be a lot of digging, and I'm not making that hike up there again just to uh, bury beer. Right. But also, it, it was one of those deals where it was just... You know, I could have gotten the Coors Lights that were there for less expensive. I went with the craftier, you know, beer that was also part of it. And so I made that decision, too. You know, these are things that I could have done if I wanted to. personal choices, everybody. All of these are choices. It's the same thing with a lot of the stuff that you see out there that's crazy expensive, from beer prices at events to ticket prices at concerts to gas prices. It's amazing how supply and demand will work. It's the economy that we have chosen, and it's certainly... uh, you know, was one of those that actually shines its beautiful face every single day. But yes, $27 for a beer, that's stuff you start flipping tables over. At least I got two for that price. You know what I mean? Yeah, you win. Uh, not really. But at the end of the day, I did have a good time. Well, and that's we did all see I you with pictures of Kyle Gass true. and Jack Black later. That so. had nothing to do with how much I paid for beer, however. Morning After <laughs> with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, your bad impressions. That's next on the x Rock. <laughs> On 100.3, the X. And we're going to hook you up with some tickets here. Uh, Between the Barry to Me coming to the Knitting Factory Thursday, August 26th. They're doing a special uh, thing. They're going to be playing two uh, separate sets. Uh, Very interesting. Enjoy yourself those tickets by figuring out bad impressions this morning. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play Bad Impressions. It works like this. Big J's got a celebrity. He's got three clues about the celebrity. If you can figure out who that celebrity is and three clues or less, then boom, you were going to go check out Between the Barry to Me on the 26th. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah. And to the phones we go. Hello, the X. What's going on? How you doing, man? What's up? Oh, not a lot. Beautiful. Well, you're up first. Good luck to you. Yeah, we have fictional characters here, friend, okay? All right. The All-Valley Karate Tournament is about to rock your world. <laughs> okay. Next one. Mercy is for the weak. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, next one. Miyagi-Do is pro bonsai. Fictional character, though. Yeah, I don't know who he's exactly trying to. <laughs> I mean, you, to name. you know who it is. I mean, maybe you should say it's a TV show. TV show characters. I mean, you know. Uh, Daniel Larusso. There you go. <laughs> That'll work. Wow. That'll work. I mean, very specific. Uh, yeah, but good job. Congratulations. Hang on one second. Between the Barry to me tickets are yours. Uh, I imagine you were going for Cobra Kai or something. Now, would have taken anything. 
Uh, Desperate. Beautiful. You would, have, would you have actually taken Mr. Miyagi? Yeah, sure. Uh, why is this group of people that you were looking for in the news? Uh, yes, uh, the re- teaser trailer just dropped and news of when we could expect season four of Cobra Kai to hit on Netflix. And it uh, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And you can expect to uh, enjoy yourself some of that in uh, December. Yeah, no particular date, but we just know it's coming before the end of the year. Now, again, time is a blur, but was it the beginning of this year that the third season dropped, or was it? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I can't. I know I watched it. I cannot remember when I watched it. If it was the end of last year or the beginning of this year, as everything has kind of gotten together. But I do remember that uh, you know, spoilers for season three of Cobra Kai. But there had been some team ups at the end of season three that are leading into yeah, season four. Yeah, unexpected, right. and uh, it's going to be, I'm sure it's all going to fall apart. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but I'm excited, man. It's been so much fun. It's been a really good show. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's a very much nostalgia. It's also very much like, you know, Beverly Hills 90210 with karate. I, but I can yeah, accept it because of the attachments to the characters that I have. Which, if, if I were new to it, I'm not sure I would be totally into it. But because I have loved the Karate Kid growing up, it makes it yeah. so much easier to digest. The demographic for the show is definitely someone between 30 and 50. Yeah, well, it's that or it's also I could also see like, you know, high school kids being into it, too, because of the actual high school BS that's involved and that kind of stuff that's in it that I put up with in the show because I like the characters, which is. Very weird. It's like either you're 45 yeah. and you love it, or you're 16 and you love it. Yeah, name one of your favorite like TV, uh, you know, teen dramas, but then just add in karate battles. Yeah, and, and, One Tree Hill and dads that 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 yeah. you know can relate to it. That's about it. That's exactly it. Man. It's like Riverdale or uh, Riverside or whatever it's called, but like with karate. Genius. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Uh, there's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. <laughs> 0936, that is Adrenaline here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for the show today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Got a nice little nerd alert courtesy of Big J. We also had a chance to remind you that uh, you almost will never win against a train if you're a pedestrian. Uh, And make sure you're not drunk around train tracks. That's the worst place to be hammered because uh, odds are you don't know where you are when you're hammered. And a train definitely does and won't see you and won't be able to slow down in time. We also wanted to make sure that you knew that you want to aim for being submissive and breedable, Big J. These are adjectives <laughs> that you now want to use to describe yourself if you're curious. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, just looking forward to Suicide Squad, the movie. Not the TV series. Yeah, not the TV series. The movie. Uh, it opens up in theaters tonight. We'll be able to give you a review of it tomorrow, and then I guess we're going to record a podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's going to happen. Do we have a time yet? Has it been figured out? No nope. schedule. Okay, of course so, not. I would. I would hold back on the absolutely then. Uh, but well, of or course, we just move on without that person. They don't get their stuff together. <laughs> but we do. Uh, we are excited for it. Uh, happy birthday, James Gunn! By the way, today's his birthday. Oh, is it? And his movie well, is dropping. It's going to be a hell of a birthday day as well. Uh, next set of X Rock brought to you by Western Heating and Air. If all the smoke and junk in the air outside is making you suffer, you don't want to put up with bad air inside your home too. So call Western Heating and Air about their Lime products to create a safe, clean, and environment for your family. Call two zero eight Western for more information. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks.